Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Doe? What up, Doe? Coming to you probably with the evening commute this time, not the morning commute. Apologies about that, folks. <laughs> well, we nobody's some... commuting. It's Labor Day. It, it, true. Well, some people still have to work, unfortunately, but you're right. Most people aren't working today. We had some technical difficulties at 15-minute campus east, but we're here ready to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but you've now said it. We also have a 15-minute sister in the house. All that rumbling in the back is for what up? eating lunch. So, uh, Welcome to your first pot. All right, so today, rundown. What do we got, Evan? Well, I think the <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, but okay. I think the first thing we need to talk about is your boy Hugh Freeze, coaching from I coaching from a hospital bed in the booth. I think we've reached peak insanity in college football. It's no, 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 no. Come Why on. is he up there, dude? Peak? I, we've, there's been crazier. He's in a hospital bed, like, lying sideways. He did his post-game presser in, from the hospital bed. Dino Babers is, like, waving up at him after the game. Yeah. Liber- or, yeah, Syracuse pounds Liberty. Dino Babers, like, points up at him. <laughs> he uh, freezes, like, why are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It makes sense if you're Hugh Freeze, though, and you... Are you like trying to show that you're tough or that you're crazy I mean, right? or that you're both? No. I have to imagine he thinks it makes him tough. So he's why he was laying in a bed at the stadium watching on a video monitor? No, he's watch, like the he's like up there in a booth. I know, he's but like, I don't know up. that laying so imagine this. Go up to one of your windows today, Evan. Lay down <laughs> and then look outside. Like from your bed. Lay down in your bed. Look out the window, and then tell me what you can observe on the ground from your bed. Because that's his setup. That was his setup. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I can't imagine. I mean, they were going to lose that game anyways. But I can't imagine that, that him being there aided them in any way. It could have only detracted. Half of me was like, the only thing that makes sense here is he is just like, so grateful that a, another football team agreed to hire him as a head coach. That he was like, I cannot miss my first game. I have to be there. That to me makes more sense than anything else. But like, if I was an employer, yeah, and like someone came to me, well, yeah. I'm a manager. If one of my guys came to me and was like, "Hey, I slipped a disc," Evan's a uh, but but I'll be able to do this conference via telecon. I'd probably just tell him to take the day. Sure, you know. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's reasonable. Um, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, that's Liberty football. Is that who's shocked? I don't know, man. They do weird things. So let's talk about good let's, things. And yeah, let's get into real things. One good thing about Sunday night college football was oh, Jalen yeah. Hurts. Yes. Hurts put up numbers that have only been matched by Johnny Manziel. Three, uh, three touchdowns through the air, three touchdowns through the ground, over 175 rushing yards, over 300 uh, passing yards. Cumulative on the day, my man's is over 500. Your take on Hertz and the Sooners opener? Uh, fantastic for Hertz. Um, I mean, first Oklahoma QB to ever do that, like you said. I mean, one of only two in the NCAA that have done that. Yeah. You know, certainly looks like he made the right move, right? 
I think you got to be saying yes, he's yes. Heisman contender. Like, I don't think anyone else had a better week than him. So, granted, it's only week one. He's got to be in the lead. You know what I really love, though? Did you see his post-game press conference? I did, and I saw that you loved it. He was just pissed. We got to get better. It was like Saban just coming out of him. Someone, like, tweeted... You can take the player out of Saban, but you can't take the Saban out of the player or something like that. <laughs> it was hysterical. Just I just love that. It was like, yeah. we just got to get better. There's sloppy play, blah, blah, blah. Which, granted, I mean, I think it was more on the defense than on the sure. offense. But that game got out of hand, and then they let him not come back. But Houston made it interesting towards the end. Sure. I when it was, it was well ever, wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, they had it in the bag. I saw some rough Twitter takes that were like, Lincoln Riley is a quarterback whisper. I'm like, are you serious right now? Lincoln Riley is the luckiest MFer on the planet. <laughs> uh, this guy gets three in a row that are like, you know, Heisman worthy contenders. One for sure winner. I don't. What, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I Lincoln mean, he's, got, he's probably be pretty good at he coaching good quarterbacks, though. I, I understand. But I agree. Uh, he's got. I don't think anyone else has been that lucky. Lucky. I mean, so he didn't recruit Baker Mayfield, right? And I don't yeah. think he recruited Kyler. No, he couldn't have. He wasn't there long enough to have recruited Kyler Murray. And then, do we count Jalen Hurts as a recruit, despite yeah, the non-traditional nature? Hurts could have gone anywhere, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he kind of worked at getting Jalen there. By not that, that hard, I mean, though. not oh, not yeah. after you've seen what he's done with with Baker and with Kyler Murray. I mean, this would be like. Man, do you know how hard the Trump kids have worked on their trust fund accounts? Like, <laughs> man, do you see how much money's in there? That's hard. Like, stop it. It's Riley does a good job, but he he's walked into some preferable circumstances. No, I uh, couldn't agree more. I thought the defense was improved. I didn't think it was great. I don't know how much you watched it of the what game. Did they give up thirty four? Thirty four. Most of that was kind of at the end, kind of in garbage time. Not garbage yeah, time, exactly. It's not a but great team. It's not even I feel like last year they would have given up 48. So seeing what you saw from Houston, who's the best? This is not on the agenda, so I'm putting you sure. on the spot here. Who is the best uh, group of five school? Uh, Cincy, right? Yeah, I'm asking you. It's your opinion. I, th- I think so. Podcast. I Well, I don't know. I mean, oh, so Oklahoma's a really good team. So like, how much do you want to like – pound Houston for losing to a team with a guy we're already talking about him winning the Heisman on it. Um, Boise? Boise had a good game, sure. Florida State? No. Florida State, especially with like how, you know, they had to move that game to Tallahassee. There's a lot of like moving parts around it that could have easily derailed other teams from like a logistics standpoint, from like getting ready for the game. Yeah, yeah, I mean – that's a long travel. Uh, no, I'm still going to say Cincy. Well, we'll see next week. We got yeah, r- r- uh, Cincy preach. and Ohio State on deck. So while we're talking about the Big Ten, in our preview pods, we had the same uh, MAC prediction in Ohio Western predicted final. Uh, both of us took the Buckeyes for the Big Ten and then disagreed on the Western teams. How did last weekend change your outlook on either conference? I feel we should preface, okay. you know, we're, we even referred to this segment in our notes as way too early. Okay. So it is just week one, but like you got to think. It wasn't think, too early when we did the preview pods three weeks ago. Though. 
True. Well, I mean, you gotta put your you gotta put your calls out on wax at some point. But anyways, my point being, let's not overreact to week one, right? Because we okay. saw a lot of sloppy pay, play throughout the entire, not just these two conferences. That said, um, man, I did not see Wisconsin. I mean, I saw Wisconsin winning that game against South Florida, but they just beat the bricks off of South Florida. Mm-hmm. Absolutely handled them as you would expect a team, you know, to that is in the running for winning this conference to sure. handle a team like that. Um, you know, Nebraska a little left a little to be desired. I'm not totally out on oh, them. You know, shocker. again, just week I can't one. Believe that? No way. Okay. Nebraska didn't look ready for prime time. It's just week one. Let's not overreact. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I am questioning if Wisconsin can get it done. I would say you didn't pick Wisconsin either. You picked Northwestern. So how do you feel about the Wildcats? They lost to Stanford. Oh, I I, I feel fine. That's, that's like the most Northwesterny game <laughs> of all time to. <laughs> Play a vanilla opponent like yourself in week one and lose by 10 in a game in which nobody can get it going offensively. So, yeah, this is a... uh, They are the kings of close games. That's one in which they didn't come out on top of. Uh, There were definitely some late game errors in terms of clock management, keeping track of the ball in the fourth quarter. Just didn't go the Wildcats' way. I... On the road at Stanford, I don't know that that's going to have a huge impact on the uh, on the Big Ten West race. Uh, I did like the way that Iowa looked against Miami of Ohio. I did like the way that Wisconsin looked. Now, this won't impact the East race, but I was proud of Rutgers. <laughs> As a Big Ten fan, I was proud of Rutgers. Proving us wrong. We, they, picked, they, we both picked UMass. Yeah. They took a team that they should take out to the shed. And they took them out there. So, good, good for job. them. Way to beat Michigan bad State. Badly. If we're t- if we're talking about the East too, Michigan State, uh, that fat head on the Tulsa running back yeah. core was like, we're gonna get two hundred yards on on the ground against these guys. Mm-hmm. Then Michigan State allows negative seventy three. That's a record in the NCAA. Oh, that didn't look good. So I mean, you know, I said earlier we saw a lot of sloppy play throughout, yeah. which we did, but we also. To, your, to what you were kind of getting at, we did see like a lot of good play too. Wisconsin, uh, yeah. Rutgers, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan's the, win was ugly. But the juxtaposition of these two conferences, though, is that at this time of the year, the Big Ten schools get to eat the MAC schools as they prepare for Big Ten play, whereas MAC schools have to be eaten by some of the larger uh, Power Five schools before they get into conference play, where the level of competition will actually decrease and it'll increase sure. for the Big Ten schools. So it's kind of a, I, I don't know that you can really see any indicators here for the MAC given Ooh. you know who they who they played. Disagree. I was actually going to ask you. So speaking of the MAC, okay. um, Toledo, I was very impressed with their effort. Granted, in a losing oh my God. We against give it to Kentucky. Kentucky one time. This is Dude, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to give them credit. So Toledo scores uh, 24. They lost 38-24. And, God, they just missed covering. The spread was uh, 13.5, and, and they lost by 14. So that really killed me in the old pickup column. But I'm not going to mm-hmm. focus on that. Uh, I honestly think Kentucky might be the best defense that they face all year long. Uh, and they managed to score 24. I think that's pretty good. You know, Toledo yeah. is known as an offense that can score. So 
I don't know their their schedule. Like next week they have Murray State, Colorado yeah. State, BYU. Totally. Then you think about the MAC teams and their defenses. I don't know, maybe Buffalo. But sure. it's not you know the MAC compared to Kentucky. I I don't know if those defenses are going to be you know better. In fact, I know they're not better. Um, so I think Toledo might be scoring some points and. You know, we uh, both pick we both pick yeah. Western Michigan, but that might not end up being the case. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I think throughout the the Big Ten or sorry, the MAC West, an issue was the number of returners. Every school, yeah, yeah, has huge holes to fill. So I do think the team that will develop into the best October team is the, you know, who's ever you know reserves or second teamers moving up. We're we're game ready, and so yeah, it's definitely possible that we. Could have missed on that. You have uh, thirty-second takes: Tennessee and Michigan. Uh, Tennessee, no fan base deserves a week one loss to a Sun Belt team quite like Tennessee. I'm I'm never going to root for Tennessee ever again in any sport. Not that I was like a huge Tennessee fan ever, but like after what they did to Greg Schiano, just assassinating his character, I will never root for them. I'm so happy they lost. Oh, they're not back at all. It's great. They have a long road Dude. to climb. Oh, and At I home. hope it is just... In Neyland Amer- Stadium. God, that's so embarrassing. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. That I turned that game on rough. to watch the last five minutes just to watch them lose. I know. I great. remember, as I watched it, I'm like, yeah, remember when they went through seven other head coaches and they had to get this guy? <laughs> yikes. Talking about big bucks. Who deserves That was it? terrible. That was terrible. That's a yikes. Uh, Michigan. Michigan, you do this to me every year. Uh, you convinced me like two weeks before that Michigan's going to be good, and then like what? the season kicks off, no! I'm like God damn, no! it, they're not no, good. No, I haven't been on that train at all. This is that oh problem. yeah, you've been no. way more optimistic than I have. I don't think so. Oh, I do. I tweet at us, fans. Who's been okay, more say optimistic? More. Say more. So, anyways, just looking at the game, like Shay, he didn't look terrible or anything, but didn't look great. Didn't look great. Uh, not a lot of um. Like, just missing receivers. So, is that necessarily all the quarterback? I don't know. No DPJ uh, either. What, what's that? No DPJ. No. So, that didn't help either. But, like, they just don't seem to have the timing down, the him and his receivers. Which is Really okay, hoping that that would one. happen. It's okay week one. Um, but he fumbled you know, the opening possession, too. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, fumble-itis all over the place. Defense let Middle Tennessee score more than I thought they would. But I, if you're not a correct, fan, I mean they got the. Win. I think the one thing that we can trust to be fixed is the defense and Don Brown. Sure. And do we say sure. give him a month? Will it look different? I would say yes. So, Big Ten play starts in three weeks. Uh, that to me was less concerning. The like no clear word on Donovan Peoples Jones and when that he's back or, or what's going on. I didn't love the two quarterback setup, but man. No. I do like McCaffrey, though. He does look good. Dude, that makes me nervous. The, the old know. saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. Let's see. You ready to pick them? Yeah, let's roll in to pick them. So, again, uh, we got too many games to go through them all individually. So we're going to at least highlight the games we disagree on. Brief discussion. But, Matt, do you want to talk about any of the games that we agree on? or about your strategy overall before we get into specifics? Starting with the Big Ten. Sure. The 
There is a Big Ten game this week. Correct. Iowa and Rutgers are playing. Correct. That... So we'll see. And we also have uh, two Heartland games where Eastern, uh, or sorry, one, uh, Western Michigan is visiting Sparty. So we'll see how that plays out. I think overall we're still trying to determine, you know, where the – I want to – games I'm most interested in are what does uh, Wisconsin look like against Central because they looked great last week. So can you replicate that? And then I, I'm still on the Nebraska as a pretender uh, train. So I need to see something in that Nebraska-Colorado game. Yeah, that game was tough for me to pick. We actually disagree on that. So Nebraska at Colorado spread six and a half. I really debated taking Colorado there for a little yeah. bit because uh, I Why do think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a tight scoring game. Um, I I just I don't know. You gotta have faith, right? I made the pick. They gotta win you some gotta games. Have faith. Uh, I'll tell you, if they don't win this, I'm gonna be really nervous about my Big Ten West pick. <laughs> um. But, so the games, well, hang on, before we get into the specific games we disagree on, uh, I know we just did that, but jumping back, Army at Michigan, speaking of Shea Patterson and Fumbleitis, I'm very frightened. We both picked Army, I think Michigan How is the spread 23 and a half? I don't know, that's an absurd spread. That is an absurd spread. That is an absurd spread. Yeah, I was going to say, if Shea, like, fumbles like he did last week, the one thing you can bank on, like, service academies to do is... Um, capitalize on turnovers. Capitalize on, on turnovers. Eat the clock. Yep. If either of those things happen, yep. um, you know, you're at a minimum in a dicey situation against any service academy, and that's what we saw Michigan struggle with. So, I don't know, folks. If you're trying to win some U.S. dollars, the spread is 23. That seems absurd to both of us. Uh, we're both picking Army to lose the game but cover the spread. Sure. I don't know about... I don't even know about lose the game. But let's go, let's go through where we disagree, starting sure. with Cincinnati and the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes are a 17-point favorite. I'm not on—I I think Cincinnati looked good. I, why are people underestimating how good Ohio State looked and, and, and the speed with which they put up points on FAU? Yeah, so that was concerning and also had me hesitating at picking Cincinnati with that. It was very impressive uh, how quickly they did that. And, you know, FAU, I don't think they have a great defense, but honestly more concerning to me— at least as far as like this game is concerned, was how well they shut down uh, FAU's offense. Really didn't mm-hmm. give up a whole lot of points, and that is a corner like scoring points is a cornerstone of Lane Kiffin. You know he's gonna he might not have the best defense, but he's gonna out, he's gonna outscore. He's gonna at least make you work for that W. Uh, and we didn't see that happen. So concerning like how is Cincinnati gonna fare against that sure. uh, defense? My just General thought is that, one, Cincinnati is a just better overall program. I imagine that – not imagine. I know that they can recruit better than FAU. So I think the starting block is higher for Cincinnati. Um, and I, I really like what Luke Fickle's doing with Cincinnati as a whole, especially with that defense. And I, I really think he's going to get these guys up and excited to play. Not that Ohio State won't be, but I think, yeah. you know, I think it's better to be in the, like, let's shock the world yeah, of course uh, point of, of course. view than anything else. So, again, I don't like Cincinnati to win the game. I think they'll keep it interesting, and I think that 17's a bit high. Sure. So, we already talked uh, Nebraska-Colorado. You're taking Nebraska. I'm taking Colorado. Syracuse and Maryland. Maryland is a three-point, sorry, is a three-point underdog. You are taking the Terrapins. Why? Correct. So I was just super impressed with that Howard win. Uh, you know, t- and you know, then 
Dude, stop it. When, stop like it. you said earlier, like, you said, like you said earlier about Rutgers, like you said, hang on, like you said earlier about Rutgers, teams that are good, when they get a team that they should take out to the shed, yeah. and they do, like that is what you like to see. Um, and I mean that's what they did to Rutgers. That was a Maryland record, seventy-nine nothing, I believe. Howard, Howard excuse me. Uh, Babers is good for a at least two road wins a year. This is definitely going to be one of them, and it's going to be by more than three. Shocked? Okay. I mean, I just like it. Maryland at home, Wisconsin, thirty-three point favorite at Camp Randall. Just Chip. playing Central, you picked Central, Chip I took Wisconsin. That 33 points is just, uh, anytime spreads get th- that high, I get concerned. Yeah, you went with Wisconsin, though. I know. Um, so, what, are, are you, it makes me a little nervous, but hang on. makes me a little bit nervous, but uh, who do you think would win, Central or USF? Ooh, USF. Boom. <sighs> That's honestly how I did it. I was Fish like, well, Central Fish, Fish Boy not going to lose by 33 on the road. No <laughs> way. No way. Fair. Now, a team you dogged that took care of business. They did. The Illini. They talk about it. Brandon team. Peters at the helm. Yep. You're going against them again. UConn is an 18-point dog in this game. You're taking them to cover the spread. Correct. Lose the game, cover the spread. Um, I know. I bet against them last week, and it didn't work out. Again, they took that team out to the shed like they should have. They handled mm-hmm. business. Uh, my hope is just this one's on the road. 18 seems like a lot. I don't know. UConn's not very good. Either. UConn's not very good, but, you know, they score 10 points. That means Illinois has got to score 38. No, 28. 28, excuse me. Doable. Peters, light it up. Your boy Boy Pierce. Moving on to the Mac. Crush on him. We took every. We agreed on every team except for Bowling Green at Kansas State. Kansas State is a twenty-four and a half point favorite. I'm rolling Wildcats. You are rolling Falcons. Why? Uh, I just so this is probably partially my ignorance on Kansas State. I don't know a ton about Mm them. Mm -hmm. Um. Again, we are a Mac Big Ten pod, but maybe we should do some research into the opponents every now and then. Have you been to Manhattan, Kansas before? I have not. Have you? It's kind of similar, though, to Bowling Green in terms of the aesthetics. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, fair. Maybe they'll feel at home. I was kind of feeling like it's just, like, far away. It's just bad for a Bowling Green team that's not great. Um, Definitely is going to – they're going to have trouble moving the ball against the Kansas State defense. And you're, it's not like you're playing on the road at Toledo. You're playing on the road in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. That's, that's going to be a hard place to, to get it up for. Oh, I, I disagree. I, I don't see Kansas State as like some bastion of, I don't even know what word I'm looking for here. It's not Iowa. It's not going to Iowa, right? No, I don't think so either, but they're playing Bowling Green. You understand Fair. that? Good. I understand. Well, actually, I had them at, on my... Uh, List as a potential dark horse. We'll see. We'll see. While we're talking about the state of Kansas, did you notice who started off 1-0? and Oh, yeah. Your boy, Les. Rock, Chalk, Jayhawks. Kansas comes back to defeat Indiana State 24-17 at home. Les Miles, 1-0 in his career in Lawrence. All the old dudes that came back 
are one and zero. So was Mac Brown. Mac Brown yeah. went one and zero, man. Yeah. It's yeah. old dude city out here. <laughs> I know. Her, those are two hires win? I didn't I'm love. I'm gonna Google this real quick. Two, two hires I didn't love were Mac Brown and Les Miles. Shows you what I know about college football. You also neither of us liked the Arizona State hire last year, and that that yeah. worked out. Yeah, the more we do this, the, the less it seems we know. Right. And Herm won because he is beat that, Kent. Is that troubling? Yeah. Yeah. You might want to hang this up. Herm still rolling. Still, still rolling. rolling. So, all right, I'm taking a, a two-point, uh, two-game lead going into next week and pick them. But long, long season ahead here. Uh, any final takes before we head out for the day? No. Enjoy your Labor Day, folks. Enjoy your Labor Day. Our apologies about the technical difficulties and delay. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. You can connect with Evan and I on Gmail at 15MinuteU or on Twitter at 15MinuteU, Evan underscore 15MinuteU. From our family to yours, happy Labor Day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, folks. Whatever you do, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother.